Good evening and welcome back to the Orion Report. Tonight's episode is called Into the Mystical. Every religion and spiritual path that exists today began with some man or woman who was not content with just reading religious texts but wanted to experience the truth for themselves. Now sometimes the search leads them to ever more heady and in-depth scholarly research, pilgrimages to holy places, and inner contemplations. Others went to caves in the wilderness and sat day and night meditating and praying, or up semi-active volcanoes where burned the bushes, or to huts where they sweated and chanted and beat drums and or used exotic natural drugs, ethnogens, to induce visions. In ancient times, the mystery schools sent initiates into labyrinths and cave complexes as symbols of an underworld journey, itself a symbol of the journey through the unconscious. And those who made it through the maze, after much trial and error, terror and deprivation, it could take a long time to find the way out in pitch blackness, were changed by the experience. The same schools also employed narcotic-like substances to induce altered states, ranging from drinking a lot of wine, Dionysian mysteries, to inhaling methane or carbon dioxide, oracles of Delphi, from soma to peyote and ayahuasca, etc. Indeed, many modern self-styled shamans and magicians use the same herbal substances in their rituals. Middle Eastern prophets, as well as the desert fathers and mothers of the Christian traditions, would emerge from the deserts with messages from God as a result from years spent fasting, baking under the sun, shivering in the cold of night, and basically bringing themselves repeatedly to the edge of death, walking and living on the line through ascetic lives of physical deprivation. The greatest of these, such as Elijah, wielding great powers by his close personal relationship with the El, El-Ijah, God is my Lord, or the Lord is my God. Others, like the prophet Daniel, were obviously highly educated in the scriptures and lived ascetic lives, following special diets and spent time each day in prayer and meditation upon Adonai. Ezekiel was moved to do elaborate rituals and experience visions so powerful that mystics study and meditate upon them to this day. The entire system of Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah, is based on the vision of Ezekiel's chariot. In those ancient days, one could go to the priests and ask questions, request that they inquire of the Lord. And there were those among the clergy with the gift of wisdom. The high priest could employ the Thummim and Urim to ask God direct yes or no questions. Much like modern charismatics and Pentecostals of the Christian faith, there were visionaries and psychic sorts, counted among those who lived in or in connection to the Temple of the Lord and or associated with local prayer houses, that could be consulted. Such were not considered evil because their gift was of Adonai not from some familiar spirit, and they were consulting God, not a demon or a dead person, strictly forbidden in Jewish religion. 
Jewish myth holds that King Solomon used the power of God, the power of divine talismans and holy names, to dominate and force evil spirits, demons, to do God's bidding, building the very temple of Yahweh. Jesus, Yeshua himself, was seen as but a child to be teaching the learned in the temple, a religious prodigy, and began his career mission by going out into the desert to fast for 40 days and nights. Trust me, if you go that long under the hot sun without food and water, little water, you will be walking between life and death, or be outright dead. That he survived is a miracle in and of itself. The experience forced him to bring forth his soul and led him to face the devil, and he emerged transformed. Then, being ritually cleansed by John the Baptist and receiving the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Adonai descended upon him, I would say his soul and spirit were united, the mortal clothed with the immortal, and more so during the transfiguration. In antiquity, there were men known as the Magi, who were the wise ones of Zoroastrianism, known and famed as magicians and astrologers of Ahura Mazda, seers in service to God. And these came from the east to attend the birth of Yeshua, the scriptures tell us. Ancient Jews and Christians, as well as Muslims, developed various systems, training methods, of mysticism within a Kabbalistic and Gnostic frame. And from this arose the practices of thurgy, divine magic, and talismanic magic, angel magic, for the purposes of directly connecting to the divine and literally interacting with angels. The apostles invoke the Holy Spirit to do miracles, including punishing and healing. Their gifts were not merely employed for peaceful purposes. James and Peter's confrontation with Ananias and Sapphira, Peter's battle with Simon Magus, Paul's rebuke of the sorcerer Elymas. Muhammad would regularly go out into the desert to fast, meditate, and pray in a cave, and there was beset by Gabriel, Jibril, the messenger of God and compelled against his will to recite what Gabriel told him to say, which became the Quran. It is known that Uriah was a spirit that walked into a baby who had turned blue within the incubator in the hospital and was revived, and took on the identity of the child, though always alienated from the family thereof. He began to awaken by having a born-again experience in a charismatic Pentecostal church, and received the seven thunders at that time and another prophecy that was fulfilled with the appearance of President Obama, the Dark Prince. The Spirit of the Lord that he received took him far beyond the Christian sect and its teachings, and led him to a far larger picture. He learned to auto-write in the Spirit, and eventually let the Spirit speak through him. He wandered in the desert, visited by three sky beings, and a spirit of the desert, a living dust cyclone and underwent a death and resurrection rite that brought him literally to the edge of death. The witness with him, assisting him in the rite, saw the world begin to melt away into the void, and after the rite saw a pillar of cloud descend unto the ritual site. In his walk many miracles were witnessed, including manifestations of Metatron, the closing of a hell portal slamming shut with a clap of thunder, that shook the entire area around it. 
under a blue sky. The apparition of Uriel stepping from a wall, etc., etc. With the mediumistic summoning of numerous angelic intelligences and deiforms, our teachings make it clear that with the exception of Jesus, Yeshua, none were chosen for cause of perfection, and often a man or woman is chosen because they have an innate sensitivity, a gift, a curse, if you will, and such are not always ideal people. Some are quite broken, and often even insane by human standards. To talk to God and angels, you have to be someone who does not think like other people, and someone who thinks outside the herd and the pack mentality. Ergo, a bit nuts. Whereas in the past, people could turn to clergy for help with everything from dreams and paranormal encounters to prayer, rites of fertility and spiritual warfare, in the modern era, clergy are little more than lecturers and lay counselors often with little supernatural interest or true spiritual experience. They will more often than not turn away those who ask for even things like house blessings or aid against unseen forces haunting them, let alone being able to consult the inner voice for interpretations of dreams or words of wisdom from the Lord. Churches of many faiths are so secularized that they have, by and large, become little more than community centers and social gatherings, with few of the members having any interest in anything other than superficial services and fellowship. There are exceptions, of course, at the fringes of the major religions, such as Sufis, Charismatics, gifts of the Spirit, Hasidic Jews, and Gnostics, who seek a deeper and more direct relationship with the divine. Meanwhile, the Luciferian occultists are out there mastering astral travel, remote viewing, summoning spirits, elemental manipulation, and divination with devils, dead people, and familiar spirits of every sort. While the faithful of the one have no skill to protect the flock or walk among the angels. How does this make sense? Shall we let the children of darkness own the mental plane? Such is the violet order of Gabriel. It is for those who have a hunger for the deeper and more direct experience of the spiritual and mystical. They are not those who just talk the talk. Rooted in the Orion faith as their foundation, they walk the walk, wanting to experience the way of the ancient magi, prophets, seers, and priestly thurgists. Uranianism in general was never intended as a faith path for half-hearted sorts, but is about unifying heaven and earth within us and the greater collective of mankind. Yet the Violet Order is especially for those who are not content with the mundane and ordinary walk of faith, but want that intensity and passion. They worship with passion. They meditate with purpose. They pray from the deep heart. They study everything related to the great mystery. It is for those who will not just investigate a haunting, but will cleanse the land and free those who are stuck into the light. The black robe member of the Order of Gabriel is one who likes to fight demons, struggle against forces that are not flesh and blood, and delves into the arts of exorcism and mental spiritual warfare. They may study demonology and talismanic arts to use as weapons against the darkness. 
and must face and integrate the shadow within most fully, and must be hardest upon themselves, because the enemy will fight back against them. The white robe member of the Order of Gabriel is likely to be more into white light working, soul rescue, baptisms for the dead, cleansings, wardings, energy work, Reiki-like, and developing psychic gifts to help others, especially help ghosts to resolve issues and move on to their destination. In delving into the paranormal, they would be the sorts who would want to bring light and healing, and in matters of psychic spiritual warfare, fight with love and defense rather than being offensive. The gray robe member of the Order of Gabriel is the sort of person who is studious, intellectual, sagely, delving into the tomes, knowing the lore, and the seeking to understand the arcane for purposes of using to serve the holy cause. They are like the Magus or Magi, and may be the best diviners and astrologers, numerologists, and geomancers. In a paranormal team, their role is more advisory and as coordinator, even as the tech guy gal. That's it for Into the Mystical. Join me next time for another reading. God bless you.